All right, guys, welcome to episode 27 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And this week, I have an incredible mom, friend, uh, woman, really. Um, and I get to have her here to share her story. And honestly, I've been waiting for this one for months since I decided to start the podcast. She was one of the first I had in mind. And I'm finally get to sit here and see her beautiful face and chat with her because she really inspires me. She has a selfless heart. So with me today, I have Leslie Aguilar. Welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Um, so, but before we start and I pass over the mic through Zoom, I guess, to her, I wanted to read you guys um, a poem from young Pablo. I know she also knows of him um, and posts about him. So here I go. Self-love begins with the acceptance of where we are now and the history we carry, but it does not stop there. Self-love is an energy we use for our own personal evolution. It is a meeting between balance of two critically important ideas, loving who we currently are and simultaneously transforming into the ideal version of ourselves. Through these ideas may seem contradictory. They are both required for our ultimate success. Without acceptance, our transformation into a happier and freer self would be highly difficult. Why? Because it is much harder to change and let go of what we hate. Self-love helps us delve deeply into ourselves and release the patterns in our subconscious that impact our behavior and emotions. True self-love is when one understands that the inward journey is the path to freedom, that observing and releasing our inner burdens is what will make us feel free, feel lighter and more aware. Self-love does not grow the ego. It does the opposite. It is our ego that carries the craving that causes our suffering. The craving that rests at the center of the ego is the ultimate block that stops us from achieving freedom. Um, You know, I see a lot of your posts and I felt like young Pablo was one of them that I had to read just because I feel like that my, that was one way I had connected with you personally. Um, And then I actually bought his book after you had post some posts like a a long ago. Um, But I, I just, when I read that, I was like, I felt you and I, I know you're a little nervous, but I'm so happy to have you. Cause I feel like your story, you know, we'll dive in to your story of, um, depression and you almost ending your life, but also now the woman you've become and also giving life really, um, you know, through, um, surrogacy, and you giving somebody else the ability to experience that true unconditional love for another human being. Um, so welcome to the self-love effect. I'm going to have Leslie talk now because she is going to do our affirmations. And so you guys can repeat after her once she starts. All right. So some of my favorite ones that I, of course, not every morning I get to do them because life, but some of my favorite ones before I kick off my day is of course, take a couple of deep breaths. And then I just repeat after myself, I am grateful, I am blessed, I can do hard things, I am strong, and I am enough. That last one means a lot to me just because as women, I mean, even as a human being, sometimes you don't feel like you can't keep up with the rest of the world. And you like start doubting yourself, like, am I really enough? Am I doing, should I be doing more? And because you start the comparing game and it's that last one really gets to me and it makes me really teary eyed, but It's one of my favorite ones. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. And I say it as many times as I feel I need it and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) that's a hard one. I feel like we're always, it's this constant battle of like, you're struggling, but you feel like you're there. And then one day you just feel like, am I enough for those around me? Am I enough for myself? Am I doing enough? It's a constant battle, but you know, that is the self-love journey. It's messy. It's beautiful. And it's everything in between. Um, but I wanted to ask you because it caught me off guard when you had sent, um, the questionnaire back. And what really got me was when, um, you know, 
you were not allowing, but depression was almost on the verge of winning. And that is a big part of your self-love story. Cause I see you today and the woman you are, and you inspire so many mothers, especially I see the SP moms and we're so inspired by you and what you do. And even this past pregnancy, um, and you're, you were honestly, I was like, wow, <laughs> like all your workouts with your belly. And now after recovering and taking the proper care and time, like you are so inspirational. Um, and I hope you really know that, that you're inspiring people, even through just workouts, not just words. Um, but yeah, start wherever you feel comfortable on your self-love journey. Um, and you know, we'll just go from there. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, I- I feel like I've battled depression my whole life, but I don't know. I grew up, the way I grew up was, I grew up all over the place, rough, uh, but my family's very, my parents are very traditional Mexican. So the way they see it is, I don't know how your parents are, other Hispanic Mm -hmm. families are, but mine are like, we're more like, no, nothing's wrong with you. You know, we don't believe in that. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just freaking weird, you know, or something's wrong with me. I'm broken. Right. And then um, I just ignored it as usual. And then um, I had kids, blah, blah, blah. And it really started hitting me because I was pregnant with my second. He's nine years old now. And um, growing up, my dad was across the border because he couldn't cross over. So my older brother, he took as much as he hated it. And he even said it sometimes, like, I'm not your dad. But, you know, he would play the role of my dad Mm -hmm. sometimes. He was killed the day my son was born. Um, I was very close to him. Um, sorry. No, you're fine. We, oh, we mm-hmm. fought a lot, like, you know, brother and sister relationship. He meant the world to me. And, uh, so I didn't know that he had passed away because they didn't want to tell me because I was pregnant. And then, um, the next day, uh, I was at the hospital and like they called and like, hey, you know, we didn't want to tell you, but this is what happened. Um, and it started from there. Um, I'm a person that believes in signs. And my brother had a, he had a lip uh, of his girlfriend, his lip tattooed on his chest, mm-hmm. right on the left. And when my son was born, he didn't have anything on his chest. A couple days later, a strawberry, he had a strawberry mark right there where my brother had his tattoo. And it was just crazy. Like everything started from there. Of course, like I was depressed. Like I couldn't make it home to say goodbye to him because I had just had a newborn, and they don't allow newborns to fly. So that was really hard. Um, I just started. My husband wasn't around as much because he's in the army and training and all that. So yeah, it was rough. It was rough. My son really kept me. He kept me pushing. And then um, five months later, my mom passed away. My mom already had, she already had heart issues and, you know, she was, my brother was her eyes. She always said that. And um, she died of a heart attack. And just from there, I'm like, like another, like another punch in the gut, like how much more can we take, you know? And I wasn't close to family. So I wasn't like around them to grieve or anything. So it was just me by myself and my kids. And um, I just, right off like I just didn't feel like myself I felt like this stranger in a body and I was just like going along with the day you know like a zombie mm-hmm. um my doctor did recommend getting on antidepressants just because so much is going on and I did try them um, I just I didn't like how I felt so I just stopped um and then um my husband deployed so I was pretty much by myself <laughs> Um, I had people around me, but I felt like they didn't understand where I was coming from because one, they didn't have kids and two, they weren't in the situation that I was in. So I just pretty much shut down and there was a lot of days where I just like wanted to end the pain and end my life. Um, It was, I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, I couldn't go home, had my kids. Like, I felt like my kids would be better off without me at that point because I wasn't being the mom that I knew I could be. I was just crying all the time, angry all the time, laying down all the time. And um, and that's when like Instagram first was around. 
And then I started getting on Instagram, of course, and I started seeing, following people that were doing yoga. And that's where my fitness journey began was with yoga. I started doing yoga um, and I started finding something to focus on um, and some like an outlet because I didn't have one. I have never worked out in my life, wasn't athletic when I was growing up. So this was just all weird to me. But I started doing yoga, meditating and all that. And from then on, from there, I was like starting to feel a little better. I was fighting coping mechanism and I was trying to feel like myself more and more and more. And uh, then from there, I started lifting and then finally got into CrossFit, which I love. Um, so between yoga, CrossFit, I feel like that helped me get out of the place that I was at. Um, it was a very dark place. I, like I said, I, I just wanted to end the pain because I don't know how. I didn't know how to deal with losing my brother and then losing my mom and then dealing with the newborn and my husband being gone. It was a lot on my plate and I just couldn't breathe like I really couldn't breathe and I'm like you know what like there was a point where I just took pills and nothing happened I mean I don't know why nothing happened but things happened for a reason I just felt super sick and from then on from then I'm like you know what I I just got tired of feeling that way I'm like I can't my kids deserve a better me and if my brother was here, he would be like, you know, you're stupid. Snap out of it. Because that's how he was. Like, tough mm-hmm. love. Um, so now I feel like if people ask me how I do it, why I do it. Because if I don't, I feel like I fall back into that stage. And I hate being in that stage because I just, I'm not me. So that's why I work out. People say I work out too much. I don't feel like I do. It's just how I cope with life. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, it helps me. It helps me be better, a better mom, better wife, better friend. And I can't do my job if I'm not being taking care of myself or taking, you know, taking that hour a day or even 25 minutes of self-care. To me, it's self-care. So, right. yeah. yeah. And I think working out, it's, um, <clears throat> it's such a big outlet for a lot of people. Yeah. I know it really shifts that, you know, that release of the hormones, it real, it really is a real thing. It is scientific. Um, and it makes you feel better. It makes you want better. You're not out there. You can, you can't tell me that you throwing dumbbells around. And then at the end, you know, you're done and you just toss them or a barbell and you're not going to tell me that you feel worse than when you came yeah. in, you might be sore, that <laughs> kind of pain works, but you feel so much the release. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a high. It's it's one way to, you know, recenter again. Um, and I, and I see you, and I see your boys are now, you know, part of your workouts, and your husband when he's there with you. So it's really like family time too to spend together, and you know, teach them, implement good weight, you know, health, but also that it's something good. Like it's fitness isn't forced. It's something that we should be doing. Um, to extend to the years of, you know, our life. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't fathom the idea of losing a sibling and you have me over here because even when talking to Jackie about Joe, um, you know, growing up Hispanic, like you, you know, family is everything. And I can't, I love my siblings to death. I, something were to happen to them, I'd rather put myself on the line than see them. So I could see why it was such a, it, it, that's hard. And that's not something that goes away regardless. Of, I know people like to say, Oh, I'm sorry for your loss or it'll get better, but it doesn't get better. You just find ways to be better, be better for that person. And that's what you're doing. You're being better for your brother. If not, you know, he might grab your feet at night and (laughs) get with the program. But, you know, uh, that's what comes from a lot of strength. Um, But like you said, for whatever reason, you're meant to for more on this earth. And what shifts me to one one thing in particular that fascinates me about you and your journey is you giving life. Um, and, and not holding on to those babies, but be, being a, 
surrogate to somebody else and giving them the ability. How did you go from where you were to deciding to do, um, being a surrogate mother and, um, has that played also a part in your self-love journey or just healing in general? So I never wanted kids, which is crazy. Um, I grew up helping my sister raise her kids. And I mean, I had to miss a lot of school and a lot of things that I didn't, I grew up way too fast because of that. Yeah. And therefore I was like, no, you know, I'm never going to have kids. I don't want kids. And then I had kids of my own. And like, ever since I was young, I've always said like, I don't know, like I just have this calling. I feel like I was put here for something more than I just, I just can't explain it. I sound, I told my husband, like, I probably sound crazy, but I'm like, I was put here to help somebody. I don't, I've never, I never knew how or how to make an impact on anybody until I had my kid. And I was like, you know what? I, I enjoy, when I enjoyed being pregnant and I'm like, I want to help somebody like have a kid. And I remember telling my husband, I was 19 when I had my firstborn and he was in Afghanistan. And I'm like, one of one day he called me and we were having a conversation. I'm like, Hey, by the way, I'm like, I was telling him about how I feel like I want to give somebody the gift of having a, a baby. You know, I'm like, I didn't want kids and I see how much it changed to me and how amazing it is. And yes, it's hard, but at the same time, it's such a blessing. And there's people out there who can't, you know, who can't. Right. And at first he was like, you know what? No, shut it down for whatever. Mm-hmm. So in Hawaii, well, maybe five years later, I brought it up again. And I'm like, hey, you know, I applied um, to be a surrogate. Um, I think I'm going to go through with it. And I would really love your support. He's like, okay, you know, let's go. We'll, we'll do this. So I filled up an application and um, I met with the parents and he's like, oh my God, he's like, I'm so on board, you know, helping somebody and helping somebody. It's just amazing, you know, like to have a we have. So um, it's just honestly, it just rooted from the fact that I always wanted to help somebody. I, and once I had my kids, I was like, oh, like, this is it, you know, like, and some people view it as like a bad thing because I've read. Right. And I'm like, no, you know, because how way I see it, like I bonded with the parents. They were amazing. And I still keep in, talk, in contact with them. Um, they told me their story. You know, they haven't, they've been trying for eight years and he's, they're like, you know, you, you're amazing. Like we got along with so well and everything. So I know a lot of people say, well, aren't you going to get attached? Like you do, but not like how you, it was like your own kid. You just know that, mm. you know, that it's not your baby. I mean, I love the kid, the four, four, yeah, four solar babies that I had, I love them, but it's a different kind of love. It's not like my son or, you know, how I'm yeah. with them. It's different. Like you just know. And um, it's helped me a lot just to see the joy and it has helped with healing. And it has shown me how highly capable I am, how strong I am. And it's, it's amazing. I love, I love being pregnant and I love the human body and it's just, it excites me and yeah so I mean this past this last one this last one was rough just because I was sick COVID we're we PCS to a new state don't know anybody it was really 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 hard and um of course I ended up having a c-section so I noticed like my husband had to go back to work right away so it was just me by myself at home I wasn't at work um I fell back into um depression had postpartum depression I felt like my body failed me because it just wouldn't I wouldn't I wasn't dilating and after 19 hours they're like you know you're trying to get a fever it, we need to do something like no so um I was having a lot of mom rage I mm-hmm. didn't know that was a thing totally a thing I just felt like I was snapping at my kids snapping at my husband um and just depressed like I literally felt I don't know like I don't want to say a stranger I just felt like my body felt me and my body was disgusting because it was cut open and my scar is like crooked and I was just nitpicking myself and I'm like I can't do this and I was just crying all the time like calling my husband like I don't feel worthy I I'm just not myself like and he's like you know what you need to you need to get help. 
Um, so he started like reaching out to friends, like to message me and talk to me. I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, just leave me alone. And finally, I, I'm like, again, I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it. Like the recovery was so hard, like getting out of bed, everything was painful. Like I had to rely on him and I'm not used to doing that. Usually I'm used to just having the baby and getting up and, you know, right. getting back to things this time is it's total opposite. And I know I've heard people say, well, the plan C-section is different. Got it. But that wasn't the case for me. Um, so I'm like, I kept thinking again, like my kids are better off without me. All I do is snap at them. And, you know, all they're going to think is mom's crying or mad at us. So I called up my midwife. I'm like, you know what? I need help. I can't do this. And I felt for the longest time, I honestly thought that asking for help was a sign of weakness just because I'm like, mm -hmm. what if they say no, or they tell me that I'm imagining things, but I saw them and they're like, you know what? You went through so much. You were traumatized and that's okay. Right. So I got a medication and I'm still on medication for it. And it took me, it took a lot out of me to ask for help and actually get on medication. Um, it's helping me. I feel I'm starting to feel better. I'm accepting my body for what it is, you know, and I no longer feel like my body felt me like things happen for a reason. Like what if mm -hmm. I would have gone and had a vaginal delivery and something would have happened to me or the baby, right. you know? Right. So things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer of that. And yeah. just here, keep it still in the fight. Yeah. I, you know, for those of you listening that don't know, um, I pulled these stats earlier, but about 6% of married women age 15 or 44 years in the United States are unable to get pregnant after one year of trying. So infertility and also 12% women age 15 or 44 in the United States have difficulty getting pregnant or carrying pregnancy to full term. Um, so one in eight couples have trouble getting pregnant. Approximately one in eight couples are affected by infertility in the United States. So that's about 6.7 million people each year who have trouble conceiving. That is a very large number in regards to we, you know, I feel like sometimes myself included that we're like, oh, it was like, sometimes we might take for granted, you know, those who can conceive. Um, but there is people out there that do struggle and it becomes impossible. Um, but you know, we have women like you who step up to the plate, um, because you're so selfless and there's so many different forms of giving back or just giving or helping another human being. And I honestly, this one in particular just gives me chills and like, Oh, I'm just like, you are incredible. Like to me, it's super mom. Like you're a superhuman because the, to give your body to cut, you're lending your body to somebody else and saying, you know what, I'll take care of your baby for you for nine months. And when the nine months are over, here's your baby. Um, and that's it, you know, like, and so I always thought too, that's why I had asked you previously, um, when talking before recording, I was like, isn't it like, to me, I would think it's hard to, yeah. because of that connection, but you're saying, you know, it's and and the mind is such a powerful tool that your body knows it's not yours, yours, but you know, you doing this, it is a big gesture. It's, I honestly think it's the, one of the kindest things another human can do for another, um, especially as women, because that is something when you can give birth and you come across someone who can't, you know, they feel like their body has failed them. And so that's the same thing that you, you know, a woman may feel during postpartum depression, like, you know, you plan for a vaginal, but it went cesarean. Um, but I honestly believe the one of the biggest forms of strength is admitting that you're struggling. Um, when you try to carry it for so long, you become the monster you don't want to live with. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to come up, you know, come out and say, Hey, like I need help. Um, it, it, it's, 
it's when you keep it to yourself that it doesn't make you strong trying to live with it because really you're just allowing it to eat at you every single day. And then you become someone you don't even recognize in the mirror. You're looking at the same reflection, but it's not the same reflection you're used to. Your eyes are dark. It's different. It's, it's scary. Um, so like you getting to the point where you're admitting that you needed help, like that's big. And hopefully women listening to this who are struggling currently, or, you know, are, have struggled, but still are holding it on, like they might be in a better place, but they're still holding on to it. Hopefully they hear this and they're finally like, or men too, but it's time to just open up that chapter and open up that door and say, Hey, I need help. Or I went through this. How can I get better? Um, Cause I think we as humans, and it's kind of like the way we're not raised to, and it is big in the United States. Like, you know, we're, we go through the motions so much. Yeah. We just adapt to what society tells us, you know, but in, in reality, becoming a mother or going through postpartum, like we feel like we lose a part of our identity and, yeah. and that's hard. Um, identity loss is a real thing. And I feel like we always just hush, hush and go through the motions. Don't say anything regardless of what your culture is. I think that it's just big, like what we're taught at such a young age with societal standards, like this is what you do. The moment you get married, blah, blah, blah. There's no in between. There's no, Hey, get help. If you need help now, it's like, if you need help, you're crazy. Um, then you're just stigmatized, but in reality, you're not, you're brave, you're strong, you're enough. Like you're everything that you should be and more. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I applaud you for being brave and even talking about it out loud, but I know that you're very vocal and I love that about you because it just shows your strength. Like no filter is better than a filter. Um, because you're, you're, your authentic self. There's no need to impress anyone, but yourself. Yeah. Um, see, for the longest time, I, I wouldn't share anything. Like, I'm like, I'm going to live this perfect little life, blah, blah, blah. And when I was going through like grieving, for example, a lot of people don't talk about grieving, mm-hmm. just like they don't talk about postpartum depression or surrogacy, you know, it's just touchy subjects for people. And I noticed that like, I felt so alone when I was grieving, like nobody was talking about it. I mean, if people did go through it, they would just stay quiet, like same as postpartum depression. And I wanted to change that because I felt so alone. Like I felt like it was only just me. And I, that's when I started like, you know what, I'm going to start sharing about all these things because there's people out there who felt like I felt and so close to ending their life because they thought that this wasn't normal, you know, because person dies, blah, 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 move on, you know, that's not how it is. Like, a chunk of you literally goes missing when you lose somebody, whether brother, sister, sibling, spouse, like mm-hmm. it's hard. And I wanted to be that difference in sharing. Like, yeah, I mean, people may be like, oh, she's just saying had to be a victim. First of all, I'm not a victim. I I'm I've been in that victim mindset, for example, when I was grieving and going through depression. But then I noticed I, I didn't like it. I didn't like how it felt. So I snapped out of it and used it to empower me and share with people because making them feel like they're not alone going through this Mm -hmm. goes a long way yeah that's what I found when I actually found you like you were such a badass like (laughs) so empowering and showing how like learn to love your body despise stretch more cellulite loose skin like I just love that about you and it's amazing like a lot of people need to see that because it's not air um photoshopped and all this, you know, you see in magazines, like this is real life and this is what people need to see and get inspired by. Right. Yeah. And thank you for being a voice in the mom community. You're, you're amazing. (laughs) You're, you know, I, you're amazing. And I I love the photos that you posted recently to toot your own horn, to be exact. I, I, I love that, you know, you're, you're just as authentic and real and vulnerable. And we need to see that because every pregnancy is different or every woman's body is different. Uh, it changes through every season. It, it really evolves. And if we could really just come down and see it as it evolving and transforming, and it just gets more beautiful through the ages, whether it's the wrinkles or the loose skin or the loss of elasticity, it doesn't matter. You're still just as beautiful as you were when your mom carried you in your arm, in her arms, you know, but I, I feel like 
more women like us that come together and just continuously share. And it doesn't really matter if you post all the time or once in a while, um, or if people get tired of it, you know, why do you always have to show your stretch marks or your cesarean scar or blah, 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 or what your body looks like. It's because someone at that moment needs it. Somebody new, somebody who's never seen it needs to hear that needs that message. And it, and that's how, that's the beauty of social media is that we get to create this platform that we want, but a hundred percent of the time, someone is going to come across that post that needs it the most that in that moment in time. And so it takes big voices and and because vulnerability is hard. It's hard because you're putting yourself out there and you're thinking, what if, or what if people think I just want attention or what, but you close all those thoughts that come out and you're just like, you know what? Screw it. People are going to always have an opinion about you anyways. So might as well post because you're going to end up helping somebody else that actually needs it. Let them talk. They're going to talk regardless. <laughs> so, but I, I do, I love, you know, and that's, that's a big one. Um, that self-love is yes, it's body, um, like accept, body appreciation, you accepting yourself, but it goes more than that. It's true. Unconditional love. You're accepting every part of your story, every part of your being. And I see you do that all the time. You've accepted, you know, you're grieving and that, that is hard. You don't get, like I said earlier, you don't get over grieving. You just learn to live with it. You learn, you know, what works, you know, if you have to talk to that person out loud or, you know, um, just have some one-on-one time with yourself, whatever it is, it helps you get through it. Um, meditation, um, you know, postpartum depression, or just ex- really accepting, um, your darkness. Um, but you also accept those. Yeah. You accept those powerful moments too. And it's your whole story. Um, and, and it, it really is beautiful at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it, it's beautiful when somebody shares and, and so, uh, like, I hope you keep sharing with all of us. Cause I'm, I'm, I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, so many people are going to be like me too. Or like, I needed that. And it, I'm sure like you feel that feeling of man, that makes me feel good. Like I'm doing some good into the world. Like I'm playing a bigger role um, yeah. here. So, and, and it also helps with healing yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, um, well, yeah. it- vulnerability is strength that's i heard that somewhere and i'm like that is so true like yeah it's raw it's messy but it's also strength because you're sharing pieces of yourself that not a lot of people know out with the world just to make them feel like they're not alone and that that to me is more than enough right right and most of the time all we want to hear is you're not alone yeah you're not crazy yeah yeah yeah. I, that's the biggest one. I totally get you. I mean, when I finally realized I wasn't crazy, I was like, Oh, okay. So other people go through it too. <laughs> I don't need to go to an insane asylum. I'm okay. Like I don't need, cause it's, you think you're the, you come to a point in your life where you think you're the only one battling. Yeah. Like no one else is out here with the same problems. Yeah. And when it, one of the biggest things too, that I've noticed with self-love it's not always positivity. Um, mm-hmm. You have to, part of the self-love journey is embracing the darkness, the bad thoughts, the negativity, like feeling your feelings is a, goes a long way. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you have to cry, scream, like you're not going to be positive all the time. And that's right. another thing that I realized, like um, I used to think like self-love is looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love me and only being happy. But in mm-hmm. reality, it's more than that. It's, understanding that some days I'm not going to feel hundred percent. I'm not going to feel beautiful. I'm not going to feel worthy, but those are just feelings going through your mind just in through one ear, out through the other. And just that's it. Don't attach yourself to your feelings. Just feel them out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Don't attach your, but a lot <laughs> of us do it. We hear it. And we're just like, okay, I'm sad. Okay. I'm a miserable person. I'm, I, I don't deserve anything. I'm just moody. I'm grumpy. I'm an angry person. I deserve unhappiness for the rest of my, we start to attach ourselves to our thoughts and our feelings. And then we can't become that person rather than just detaching and looking from the out, be the outsider looking in and just, this is how I feel today. And I know it sounds cliche, but that is how you feel at that, 
that time. I know when I'm on my period, I feel like I just want to cry. I want to cry. And I let, like, I start to grieve over the loss of my grandparents, you know, cause they were also another set of parents for me. And I like, and they've been, you know, they've been gone for seven, 10 years and I'm still crying over it, but you know, it's allowing yourself to feel all of it and being okay. Because when it's, when you don't embrace the entire journey and you try to, like you said, only see the positive that you cut off the rest of your story. And so then you don't feel whole. So you get to hear, but then you're still wondering, well, isn't this self-love, but you have to hit self-acceptance first and then come self-love. So you skip that whole entire part of self-acceptance because you're only accepting half of you yeah. rather than the whole apple. And people wonder like, oh, I'm, isn't it just happiness all the time? No, it's messy. Oh. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's like this. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, look at marriage, look at relationships. You know, they're beautiful yet messy. And the same thing with yourself. It's going to be beautiful yet messy. Um, yeah, good thing. It's not you're going to have your days. Yeah. yeah. It's just all just a beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> with the with darkness and light and everything in between. Yeah. Good balance of yin and yang. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you do, so you practice affirmations um, for your self-love and you work out and then you do things that help you recharge. Um, What else would you say? Is there anything else? Um, I know affirmations. Why affirmations? Um, They empower me. They remind me that I can do anything that I set my mind to. Um, I am like big into all the woo-woo stuff, like manifesting and you attract what you think. And that's very true. Like if you just sit there and don't like talk to yourself or, you know, compliment yourself, like how could you even do that to another person? Yeah. So I feel like it, it helps me just accepting myself and, looking at myself like you know what I am strong I am enough I am worthy I deserve everything you know and sometimes we forget and saying affirmation just snaps me back into reality like hey stop you know stop at the negative talk you got this and it helps me it it really really does help and I notice a difference so yeah you're funny all the woohoo stuff (laughs) it's real though I I feel like um, cause people tend to like, well, if you believe in God or you, how can you believe in the universe or a, another higher power? But I feel like we, as people, we need that. Yeah. We need to believe in something, um, regardless of what you, your beliefs are like, we all believe in something more. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helps center us. Like exactly. we're out there and like, okay, well, I, I, I love that you do manifestation. Actually. I think it's, it's powerful when you believe in something so much, it's real. It's apps. Yeah. You give it life. And so then you bring more, you bring, you know, positivity into your life the same way with people who believe in like just pure negativity. Um, I told my dad I was doing a pot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's going to be my next guest. So like, he, he, I told him, call me after I'm done. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love that you do that. Was it just something that you just picked up one day or is it, be, you know, did it help you uh, well, it get through tough times? Whole, it came in with like the whole yoga thing. Like it's a whole, uh-huh. like, I just started following it and I just got attracted to it. Like it was calling me somehow. And I mean, ever since then, like my mom used to believe in things like that. So I think yeah. in a way I feel connected to her too. Right. Um, and it just, I believe in it and I know it's true because some, there's some things in life that happen. I'm like, Oh, that's what I wish for. And it's here, you know, yeah. you start noticing things like that. And like you, you had said aside from affirmations, what else do you do aside from of course, manifesting, like grounding. I don't know. I know people are like, Oh my God. What's but, grounding? Talk to so, me. Tell me. Um, it's so to me, what I do to ground myself, is pretty much just see connect to mother earth pretty much right mm. um so if i'm having an off day or 
just want to feel better. I go outside barefoot and just walk on the grass, like feel the earth, you know, feel whether it's grass, sand, you know, just connecting, yeah. like feeling you, feeling yourself rooted down to earth, you know, feels, recharges you, it cleanses your energy. And in fact, there is, if you look, there is scientific research on it yeah. and articles about it. And it does make a difference. Like you just, if you need a mood booster, there you go, ground yourself, go outside, let the sun hit you feel the grass like think about the little things that, that you feel in your body you know yeah and it helps it's amazing mm. actually <laughs> I did not I did not know that's what it was called I went to a full moon um like circle I I don't know exactly how they what they call them but I went with a friend because her friend was the one doing it and and she like does crystals and all of that and um which leads me to believe it because she, <laughs> I always feel like my Nana's with me and like, cause I hold her so dear to my heart, but she was like, you have this, pre- did you lose somebody or you have this presence with you? This it's a woman that's always next to you. Um, she's like, she doesn't let me get too close to you. Like she's like trying to understand me, but she's like, I'm trying to understand her. Um, she's like, I don't want to say too much. And she's like, did you lose anyone close to you? And I was like, and then I started crying, but, um, I, and, but she did that. She had us close her eyes and with barefoot on the ground. And she was like telling us to like envision, like the roots of the ground, like pulling at our legs and like, uh, then she was like telling us different colors. Like what colors do we see? Well, like, um, we might see more of an orange or yellow, but to go with whatever color. And then she was like, okay, now feel like mother nature's like pulling at your feet and they become the roots of her, her tree. And she was going really deep. I can't remember verbatim, but, um, I remember just sitting there and like, every time, like my thoughts would wonder, I would like kind of come back and recenter to that color. Um, and, and it was different. I've never felt that before. It was like, um, it was all new to me. And I was like, Wow. So when you had mentioned that, I was like, I don't know if that's the same thing, but now that you say that, I'm like, oh, that's what it's called. It's amazing. Uh, like it, you notice a difference right away in your mood and it's good for you. It's good for your soul. Like yeah. you need, we as humans need that. And we forget sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in life nowadays, social media, being busy all the time that we forget to just embrace what our ancestors used to do, which yeah. that's what they used to do, you know, cause they didn't have electronics back then. Right. So it's amazing. Yeah helps me a lot and my kids it's crazy because even my kids like I'm obsessed with like the moon and everything like like I said the woo-woo stuff and they will just go out there too and do it with me like oh mom this feels so good and that's what I want my kids you know to like remember you know like having a bad day or don't feel good like just go outside and embrace nature right yeah I see all your plants too but I I see them all the time online too on social media (laughs) I love that though. I, I, you know, I mean, we all have something, but I feel like the more I do these podcasts, I hear new things and, you know, it's good things. Cause sometimes, sometimes somebody might be searching for an answer and they've done journaling and it might not work for them. They've done meditation. It doesn't work for them, but maybe recentering. Cause I mean, whether you believe it or not, mother nature is real. Yeah. Um, you could see it however you like, but you know, plants are very much real. I tell my kids when we're not watering the plants and they start to die and like, we'll put water and I'm like, okay, now wait an hour. And then they blossom again. I say, okay, now go talk to the flowers, tell them how they're doing. Um, cause they're living and breathing. I'm like, come on, they give us, um, like CO2. I was like, that's, and they're like, what? And I was like, let me explain. (laughs) I mean, but they're, they're very much alive. Um, and I feel like if we can just love all parts of ourselves and like respect, you know, other people, we can also respect the earth. Um, cause it gives us so much too. um, well, it gives us air to breathe and, yeah. you know, I mean, it's the very reason we're alive. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you do anything else? Um, other than that, no, I mean, Not really. I'm going to ask you this question. I ready. I mean, you wrote it right here. You might've hit it already, but what does self love mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yes. As far as in like 
Sorry. <laughs> no, what does it mean? What does self-love or self-acceptance mean to you? Like if you were to define it yourself, how would you define it to somebody else? If they're asking like, what does self-love mean? So to me, self-love means of course, accepting yourself. Um, it's embracing the light in the dark. Cause a lot of the times, like I said, people think it's just positivity. It's not, it's both. Um, it's loving yourself and loving yourself and accepting yourself through every feeling you have, every season you have, you know, and just working on how to better yourself as a human being. Yeah. Short and sweet. (laughs) Yeah, it's true though. Um, through every season, because I know that's what you wrote right here. But um, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's messy. Um, but I, you know, I hope that you continue to share um, all bits of your story with us. I find that, you know, even your woohoo stuff, um, <laughs> I, it, it's, it's um, beautiful to come across people who have different beliefs. Cause like I said, it might impact you in a different way, or it might be just what that person needed. Yeah. Um, whether it's you sharing your stretch marks or your loose skin or your new found scar, um, you know, your depression, your grievance, you know, um, even you working out with your kids and letting another mom know, like, it's not supposed to be perfect. Like your kids can join in too. Um, it's the little things, but your story, you know, of life, of, of loving yourself, accepting yourself, of giving back, of finding, you know, through four surrogacy babies, you giving life to another human being. Like, I hope that you continue to share your story because it is going to open doors to many. And, you know, for those listening, I feel like they get to know you a little bit more and, um, you know, I hope they find you on Instagram, which you can share right now with us where to find you. But um, I hope that they're just able to, you know, learn and grow and see you for how I see you, because I, I really am so thankful that I came across you and that, you know, the SB community brought us together because um, you're just another one of those mamas. I'm just so thankful that, you know, our paths have crossed and um, just continue, honestly, let your light shine. I'm telling you it shines bright. So don't allow it to stop. Um, and if I could say so mother nature too, is allowing you to shine bright. Cause she knows exactly how to get you. So, I mean, I'm serious. Let your shine, let your shine, let your light shine. And, um, thank you again for being on this podcast. Thank you for sharing your story and, um, for being authentically and unapologetically you, because, there's not many people that can say that. And I think if we continue to play that domino effect, there will be more and more women coming out and being okay with who they are and accepting their story, not just half of it, but all of it. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I am going to put you on the spot though, because I put everybody (laughs) it's not, it's not a bad spot to be in. I promise you, but I always ask them um, to end the podcast episode with their favorite quote is there and I know some people are like ah, I can't remember it but if you have any quote in mind if you need a second let me know I can so I actually have one. I actually have it tattooed on my wrist oh and there you go it was a uh, it's my brother's actually um my brother used to always like one of his things that he would always say is live life to the fullest yeah oh so, I mean it's cliche but sometimes we forget that from all the hustle and bustle that we forget that we have a life to live. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite ones. Live life to the fullest. I like that one. Because you don't, you don't know, like you don't know when your last day is going to be. Right. Um, you're not going to take your money to your grave. You're not going to take all your fancy things. So just enjoy life. Yeah. So yeah. You don't know. So, I mean, that's why I tell everybody like, I don't want to keep my money forever. I'm like, you ain't going to take that with you. My dad tells me that every day. I ain't going <laughs> to take that. I ain't going to take that with me. Cause I'm like, man, you guys are always going on vacation now. He goes, I ain't going to take it with me. I'm going to take my money. He's like, I didn't work hard all, all these years just to, um, 
you know, have my bank account just sitting there after I die. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's true. It's, you know, we need to sometimes kick back from living through the motions and just remind ourselves that we get one chance at this life um, and to keep exactly. living it. So, so before I end this podcast, I am going to end you guys with just a little note on how to improve your life. Um, so five little markers for me, make yourself a top priority, learn a self healing technique. Number three, create space for daily healing Four, know that everything changes. And then five, hold on, be kind, loving, and honest to all. Um, and honesty also comes with setting boundaries. So don't be intimidated of setting boundaries in your life. It is important. It should be part of a habit. It is a good habit to have um, because that also plays an effect with your identity and who you are. Um, so yeah, uh, before I end this podcast and talk to Leslie for a second, I want you guys to know that I love and appreciate you so much. I hope you're having an amazing week. Thank you for your endless love and support. And let me drop you some discount codes, head over and shop born primitive, follow the discount link it automatically saves at checkout. It's not an actual code. Now it's just a direct link. It's in my bio. And it's also down in the synopsis of this episode, um, head over to more primitive again, also give them a follow on Instagram, uh, save your hands, stop letting them tear and invest in some wad and done grips. I feel like all the SP community now is just about using them, but they really do work. Um, I had, Five years ago, I was in a competition and I ripped my hands. It wasn't until after that my friend handed me Wadden Duns and I was like, well, what's this for? Um, she's like, this is what you should have worn. And now looking back, I wish I would have worn those during a comp. They would have saved my hands greatly. Uh, so head on over there, save at checkout using Treasures 10. Um also head on over to Maven Threads. That's where I get my bands. And now that I started doing my lashes again for whatever reason, I don't know. My I my husband the other day was like, Oh, you look like a like a butterfly. And I was like, You're so mean. <laughs> head on over to Maven Threads. I kid you not, they absorb all your sweat. The only part of me that sweats now is like when I'm actually wearing them is probably my armpits and my back. But um head on over, save using self-love effect at checkout. And then you can also use the self-love effect code at our self-love effect shop. Uh, get yourself some self-love apparel for the podcast or just anything in particular that you see. You know, we have quotes on there, um, mom shirts too. So head on over and save. And last but not least, if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, save um, using at Lincoln's Treasures. Lincoln's underscore treasures at goalie. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. I hope you guys continue to blossom and evolve and really accept every part of your journey. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.